All right, Kira, welcome to the uh, the Harbor Pod here. It's your turn, right? Can't wait. Yep, here we are. <laughs> now, uh, first question, how does your name appear on your birth certificate? Kira Searle, but cool story about that. I got to pick my middle name to Kira Lee Searle Wagstaff. Um, wow, I, I wasn't. It. This is so cool. Yeah. All right. Let's so when it. I was, I have there's six of us in my family, six siblings, uh-huh. and I was the only child without a middle name. And I realized it when I was eight years old, and I said that is not fair. <laughs> so I actually went through the process of picking my n- middle name, Lee. <laughs> As an eight year old, so cool. Yeah, and that was so fun. Oh right goodness. before my baptism. And so now it's officially Kira Lee, but I wasn't born with that. Oh my so. goodness. So, yeah. So why, why Lee? So my grandma, my mom's mom is Carol Lee. And it just, it went with Kira, Kira Lee. It just oh flows. So it's a grandma name. Yeah. Did your parents give much pushback as you're wanting to do this or? Not at all. Wow. Not at all. And it was really a special moment to be able to pick mine. And I felt like close to my grandma who had passed when I was two. So it was really cool. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. So, so Kira Lee. Maiden name is Searle. Right. Nice. We had a Searle family yeah. in my ward growing up. So it's out there, right? It's there. Yeah. Nice. And and where For were sure. you born? American Fork. Okay. So yeah, there just you up are. The road. <laughs> you have ventured <laughs> off a little bit, but <laughs> nice. And because I mean, yeah. why would you want to live anywhere else, right? So, <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd yeah. rather live in Arizona, but it's oh, okay. okay. This is we'll good. We'll we love American Fork. Yeah. So maybe what was the makeup of your family growing up? So I had five siblings. I was the second oldest, and yeah, there's four girls and two boys. So nice. it was. It was a good childhood. Yeah. Loved, pretty, loved my siblings. A pretty traditional Latter-day Saint upbringing? Yep. Yeah. Did the church yeah, thing totally. and all the things, right? All the things. All the things. <laughs> was yeah, there, it was good. Was there anything specific that sort of, uh, like, that would uh, communicate just sort of that, how how your parents stimulated faith development in, in your home growing up or in your family culture? I think it was just known like there wasn't a lot of questions around it my parents are very black and white it just we just knew yeah, yeah. we nothing really stimulated it that mm-hmm. I, comes to mind yeah yeah good and um are, are your parents still in american fork they are same house i grew up in really yes child yeah. at home so and that's the only uh, i mean you were they were lived there when you were born I think I was two, but yeah, okay. only home I've known. Yeah. You, you can remember. Nice. Yeah. So um, as a child, like what were your, what were you into your hobbies or what, what would you find yourself doing as a, as a young child? I loved, loved childhood. It was my yeah. favorite. We live, we grew up on like, so my family kind of owned a whole block, right? My grandpa was a contractor and so we owned this block and there was aunts, uncles, cousins, and we had farm um, that we could go in the garden, horses. Like, it was just such a cool. I remember as a kid just going out. I was gone all day, coming back when the, the street lights came on type yeah. situation, you know, yeah. just explored, explored, explored. I loved being outside. 
so, and those who are familiar with American Fork, whereabouts is your is your uh, childhood home? By the cemetery, okay. like up, yeah, near the cemetery. So back then, did That's you have same. a lot of land around you then, or yeah, to explore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's it's crazy to see American Fork. It's developed like crazy. So yeah, it was it was so fun. I I was like that carefree kid, just loved loved yeah exploring. Yeah, it's fun. And then, um, so what did your parents do for, to make a living? Um, my dad is an electrician, owns his own company. So he does electrical and my mom was a stay at home mom there yeah. for us. Cool. Run us the homework when we were forgot it at home. So yeah, she was awesome. Was... And then, um, how about the teenage years? How would you describe either your faith development, your personality development, uh, your identity that at those years. Yeah. Teen years were rough. So yeah. rough for me for some reason. I, I wanted to be popular. That was like, and maybe it's every teen's like dream. Sure. I just, I just want to like be with the cool kids. And I remember being left out a lot. And so what was a turning point for me was my dad showing up every weekend that I was left out and he's like, we're going fishing or we're going to go to the movies. And he quickly just became that role for me. So teen, like we're talking junior high years. Uh Those were super rough on me. So it was nice. Like my dad became, became that, that friend that I needed. Yeah. Wow. So. I, I don't know too many people who longingly, longingly look back at the junior high. Years. I know, uh, right? That's I mean, true. <laughs> but, but yeah, so, so your parents sort of picked up on that. This sort of, you felt sort of this, uh, dis, bit feeling dismissed from your friend groups or. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, for sure. I think my mom was busy with younger siblings. Like I said, I was the second uh-huh. oldest. So like my dad for sure was like, Oh yeah, cool. let's, yeah, it was awesome. So I have fond memories, but it was, it's a tricky team stage. So now you have, you know, junior high kids, right? So how, how does your past influence how you parent today? Um, similarly, right? Like yeah. you look, Logan's so social that there, I look for the cues and I'm like, oh, he's fine. He's, he, he made it. He is the popular kid, like going to all this stuff. <laughs> He's like, you like, fulfilled he's, my he's, dreams, Logan. <laughs> like, how dare you? No, yeah. he's, he's just really social. So he's, I mean, yeah, I, I recognize if there's going to be, you know, potential of that happening and I'll step in just like my dad did. But mm-hmm. no, my kids are, they do great with it. So yeah, yeah. I think I, yeah, it's great. Did, uh, did it, during those teenage years, did you feel like you, began to sort of express your faith and like you felt a testimony growing or how would you describe your faith during those teenage years? Yeah, for sure. I think my, your leaders become your friends too. That's such an interesting thing to look back on. And um, you kind of trust, I think I was still leaning on my leaders testimonies. Right. But they definitely influenced me at, at girls camp, you know, during, like a faith walk or something like I knew things were true, but I still was leaning a lot on, on those that I looked up to their testimonies for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure you you have fond memories. I mean, especially growing up in Utah. I mean, I I remember this just the, I mean, church was such a part of our life, you know, in in both at school and at church at, you know, your friend groups. And so I, I imagine you had some very positive memories of, of church. 
Definitely. Oh, yeah. I looked forward to every Wednesday night and every Sunday, yeah. you know, just being with with those people. And I, I actually still get together with those young women that I went to church with. Like we still, I think there's two of the eight of us that are still members, mm -hmm. but we still all get together once a year to just rekindle that. So cool. like, yeah, it's just, it was very pivotal, not necessarily my faith, but as far as like finding who Kira was, yeah, it was influential. Nice. And what junior high did you go to? American Fork. Okay. <laughs> yep. And then American Fork it's, High. You got it. Yeah. 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 All right. So I, I've we've heard, uh, you know, Bishop Wagstaff's story. So when's, what's your earliest memory of Josh? English class, 10th grade. Yeah. Did it like time stopped and hit? Oh, he my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you. He walked in, so he's on the football team. He walked in in his football jersey and American Eagle jeans, and I, my heart stopped. I was like, wait, who is this? <laughs> so we didn't know each other before, but I, yeah, he was in my English class and just blue eyes, football shirt, jersey. I knew something was going to yeah. happen there. <laughs> so yeah. you, you just began a, a friendship there, just chatting in class, flirting a little bit? or how would you Yeah. Respond? Yeah, let me... Well, I dated his best friend first, so that was... Oh, here we go. All right. <laughs> We're getting into the... He's on next week's episode. Yep, right. yep. <laughs> yeah, let's get him in here. Um, Josh was a little quiet, right? And I'm pretty just outgoing, bubbly, just love. And his friend was a little bit more of that personality. So it took me a little longer. Like, Josh was so handsome, but it took me a minute to get to know him. So I dated his friend's for like three weeks and then Josh and I started talking every night on the phone and just, yeah, we realized that there was something there and we just right. connected so well. Yeah. And so, so about what years was this then you know, their junior high years? Um, so this was 10th grade. Yeah. Our, okay. our 10th grade year, which would have been 2003. Okay. So, I mean, were these talks on cell phones? I mean, that's the year that maybe not everybody had a cell phone. Right? Or this I did on not. The cordless phone in the bedroom. Cordless. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> the cordless phone, pull it off the wall. My mom would pick up on the line, say, okay, you've talked for two hours. You're good. <laughs> yeah. We did not have cell phones. Landline. Yeah. Any uh, early, like you mentioned, he was a little bit quiet. Uh, any other like characteristics or personality traits that you first picked up on way back then? He's so um, like attentive to people. I noticed that right away. Like if when he's in conversation, he's not distracted. He's just like I felt so special talking to him. And I noticed that he does that with everyone. So that was a big trait that won me in like, oh, he actually remembered my siblings the first time meeting him. Like that's unusual for people to remember like yeah. names. And so that's a quality I loved about nice. him from the start. So you, you, you first met him in 10th grade or earlier than that? In 10th grade? 10th grade. Okay. Yep. 10th grade. Yeah. All right. And then, yeah. um, you, so, so you're at American Fork high school at this point and did that, did it, was a sort of an ongoing relationship or did, I mean, how would you describe the relationship going through high school? 
Oh my gosh. He became my best friend. Like we did, we were inseparable. We, uh-huh. we did everything together. Loved. We just became each other's best friends. I mean, we had friends outside of that, but like I said, my junior high, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends. I mean, I had a lot of acquaintances, but Josh was like that first friend that I'm like, I can open up and be myself and not feel like I have to impress. So we just spent so much time together. Um, dances. We just kind of fell into each other's life, you know, as yeah. not only the best friend, but the the girlfriend, boyfriend situation too. Nice. Yeah. For and sure. did you feel, I mean, I remember in high school, you know, everything feels like so big and so real. And so, you know, even myself I had, I think I'm going to marry this person and spoiler alert, I did not marry any of those girls. Um, but did you feel that like in high school? Like, I think this is the one. Like, uh, yeah, I, th- I think you have that hope, right? Yeah. Every time you date someone like, man, I love these qualities about them. So I definitely had hope that it was going to be him, cool. but I also knew a mission was coming up. So <laughs> like, yeah. I, I was like, I don't, can we make it two years? That's a long time. And, <laughs> you know, watching aunts and uncles that, um, try to send their missionary off and then they came home and they were like, no, I'm not interested in you. Like I had that fear, I guess, of uh-huh. like maybe we're going to change so much, but no, through high school, I was always like, yeah, let's do it. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Any, any like story that comes to mind that would, if, as far as that relationship during high school, that would be worth mentioning or fun store, uh, fun, ugly. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Let me think about it. I, the best, maybe I should, I don't know how oh, much to share. We can oh, delete on. this. If we we can edit it out. That's right. We're not going to edit it out. Okay. So, no. well, my, my favorite, my favorite, we would, we couldn't drive that, that sophomore year, mm-hmm. but of course we were getting curious with each other and, you know, you make out and, and <laughs> so, so my favorite thing was we were, in the math trailers on some stairs out in the math trailers. And we were totally just kissing and his, <laughs> his, his high school baseball coach comes walking around up the stairs. And we were just like, anyways, one of those stories that we just look back and laugh, like we got in a lot of sticky situation with our makeout sessions oh, for boy. sure. So yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Nice, nice. We, um, just young love, guess, you know, I can't, yeah, I can't think of a, like he just, he was always there. He was so romantic. Like I had come out of work and have sticky notes on my car, like hope you had a good day. And just, he would show up and with flowers all the time, just very thoughtful. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was, it was really special to be. What are some of loved. the dates? What are some of the dates you went on that you remember? We did. For one of his birthdays, it was so fun. We went to all our favorite locations, like a road rally type thing where you give a clue to the next location. And I got to go along with that for one of the dates where like we went to our favorite subway or our favorite park to hang out at. And just, yeah, it that was one of my favorite dates to realize how many cool places we had been to together. Awesome. So, awesome. yeah. All right, so high school comes to an end. Uh, you're still crazy about this Josh kid, 
and uh, but a mission is coming up. And so, what what happened after high school with that relationship? Um, he so we graduated in May, and he went on a mission in December. So it was we just lived it up those that summer and fall, and then we just had I think we both knew. He said we didn't have a discussion, but we had a discussion about it. And I was going to date because I think that's, you have to grow. I had to grow. I had to have that opportunity to grow. So I, we left with that agreement and I wasn't going to kiss anyone, but I was definitely, (laughs) (laughs) you know, going to date and, and just grow myself. So I attended like a singles ward during that time and had really cool leadership opportunities there, you know, in the release society and, um, writing Josh still every week, but dating too. Mm -hmm. So any, what advice would you give to a young waiting, uh, (laughs) lady who is, uh, is writing a missionary. Like did, was there, did you just talk about your life? Were you encouraging? I mean, do you remember anything about how you approach those letters? Yeah, for sure. I think you just have to be, I remember a few months in, we decided we were going to share like our favorite scripture together. And that meant a lot to, to both be thinking about like the religious aspect and growing our faith. That was a way that we could do it together. So we would share like a favorite scripture and I'd go to the temple every week. I had a group of girlfriends that I'd go to during that two year that we'd go do baptism every, every Saturday you could find me there. And so I think that just helped to keep so I could support him because my faith was growing during that time along with his. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, so what were you doing in this stage in your life after high school? Were you going to school or were you here locally? So I had done dental assisting program my senior year. Um, So I just was working at a pediatric office here in American Fork. And like I said, I was very involved in the singles ward. So just really having my influence there and um, going on dates and being told that they love me on the second day and like, (laughs) Uh, I got a missionary still, but you know, just, (laughs) yeah, it was, it was a very, it was actually a very defining time in my life of, you know, self growth. Like I wasn't putting my identity on a relationship. I could just kind of grow myself. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so you did date just like you uh, planned, right. And talked about, but so did you ever have a a Josh faith crisis at any point with your dating? (laughs) Totally. So, um, the, the summer before Josh came home, I actually did get a little summer fling, I guess. Is that, is that where we're going with this? Yeah. 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 Here we are. All the good stuff here. All right. So he, I just, yeah, I think it's a year and a half without Josh. I miss, you know, the little notes on my car. I miss that attention that, that he would give me. And so I got a little summer fling and, I quickly realized that it just, I love Josh and I couldn't wait for December. So it didn't, it didn't last long. It wasn't long in the fling category. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Fling. Exactly. And Josh came home and he came to the singles ward and I was like, I had told him, had a conversation around the kid and he, um, 
I pointed him out and he's like, really? Like just anyways, it was, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Oh yes. I, not, I often tease not, my wife about old boyfriends and yes, I could not yes. even measure. Not even, even no way. <laughs> not, no chance. <laughs> That's awesome. uh, cool. Any, um, and anything else around that in that in that waiting period that we haven't mentioned on as far as your faith, your personality, you just were working, doing the singles ward and waiting for that missionary to come home. You got it. Yeah. Okay. So tell me the story about when he came home. Oh, what do you remember? It was so the fun. The day. Yep nerves nerves like building up like do i hug him at the airport do i his mom's gonna be there can i hug him or do i just be casually handshake like how is this gonna look and um it was so cute so we're at the airport and he's hugging of course i like yeah hug your mom hug your your dad (laughs) hug your sister yeah hug your grandparents and then his grandpa was so cute and he's like you need to go hug that girl so his grandpa gave us the the okay and i remember just that embrace like sparks again like i just i i knew for sure that he was the one and um later so he got released and that night i remember telling him like i think he hadn't dated anyone seriously because yeah he hadn't gone on a lot of right. dates, I guess, yeah. through before high school. His mission, so, right. Before his mission. Yeah. Or during. So that's it. And, <laughs> that's <good>. <laughs> <laughs> and so I told him, I was like, I think um, if you want a date, I'm open to that for you. You know, we can. And we were in a car and I remember him saying, no, like, I know for sure. And we hadn't kissed yet. And so I lean over and I'm the first one to make the move. So we kissed and then uh, I was like, Oh, yes. sparks again. And, and yeah, I just, it was cool that he just knew too. Yeah. So. And then um, I, I forget some of these details from, some from his interview, but so he, when did he get home and then when did you get married? So or, he got home. Yeah. He got home in December and then engaged February like that first week of February and we were married May 16th oh, wow. of 2008. So it was pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. But it sounds yeah. like, I mean, you both had gone through considerable growth and, and in your faith and your, in your lives and, and you were ready for it. Ready. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, now you are in a different segment of your life. Any, any thoughts or memories from just being uh, early married? Man, that was rough, right? Like yeah. that early <laughs> supporting through high s- or through college. So we we moved up to Utah State um, in a one bedroom, just cinder block room, you know. And yeah. I just I look I look back at those times. They were they were tough. One car, you know, and just just making it by, but knowing knowing that it would all pay off with, with good education. So yeah, we, um, we did four years up there. It was just, that was some of the hardest times in my life. So I actually lost a sister during, Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, up there. And, um, I just remember we were like, so stinking poor and, yeah. I, like just trying to 
figure out the emotions of like, what's our next step, you know? And um, I was thankful Josh was there. So my, this is like where my, my faith, right? I was talking how I like leaned on everyone else, like up to that point, my, my testimony was like, I just know it. Like, I don't, I didn't have any like sure moments of like, yeah, like heaven's real or the church is real. Like, um, but uh, so while we were up there, um, I lost my sister. She was nine and a half. And I remember it like, I wasn't, I was close to family, but not close. So I had to kind of rely on Josh and myself to navigate the hurt of losing, watching her suffer and then losing, losing her ultimately. And I remember just like, heaven's got to be real, right? Like I have to, I have to be able to connect to her still. And so even though those were hard years, there were such tender moments that I knew heaven was real that like, for example, having, she loved ladybugs and we're up in Utah state where it's so cold and like seeing a ladybug in the dead of winter, like what, how does that happen? And so I think that was one of those moments where I'm like, I can question things in the church. Like before it had just been like, you don't question, you don't ask questions. And all of a sudden, like this whole new world opened up for me, like, oh, I actually can can ask like the hard questions and and find them out for myself. So yeah. it was a really like pivotal moment for my wow. yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, we all have experiences where, you know, we, we feel like we, we believe we feel like we have faith and then life gets real. Right. And then it's it's really tested and um, usually comes through much stronger. Totally. So. That's um, defined perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else as far as uh, you remember, like uh, your family getting through that? I'm just thinking maybe others in the world listening who are are facing daunting things in life and just you know relying on faith and and your family and and getting through that. Yeah, I think you just rely on each other and you look for the little wins, right? There's so many little wins day to day, like the win of um, of the ladybug, for example, like, mm-hmm. wow, that's so cool that I could have that. Or just people, I remember one sister in the ward made a song of, or gave me a CD, CD, yeah. this is old. Burned a, CD <laughs> Burned a CD for me to listen in my car of like, just songs of hope, songs that um, just gave you hope. And so yeah. I think, for somebody going through that, like just find those things that can give you hope because, because there's hope for yeah. sure. Wow. That's tough. Um, so college years were just tough, but you, you just get through. We did it. And, <laughs> and know that maybe he'll get a job someday that you can, you know, <laughs> get oh, an extra he was, car or. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yes. He, and he, I remember, so we were one year from graduating and, and, we loved it because I think we built a life, right? It's so cool to build from from the ground up type of situation. But he, we had one year left and he said, I think I'm going to go on for a master's. And I thought, no chance. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're done. And, um, and he ended up applying for BYU, you know, the grad program in engineering. And it actually 
was such a blessing to to have more schooling and just it's really blessed our life so even though it was hard I'm I Josh was so in tune with that to like how can I better better this career path so it was it was cool yeah Yeah. and and were you doing dental assisting in in Logan or yep yep I was a breadwinner making the money (laughs) what a blessing to have that you know that experience or the to do that at least through college you don't have to maybe work at the supermarket or whatever to totally doesn't pay as well right so right yeah yeah it was great anything else from those college years worth worth noting or cover it pretty well i think we covered it pretty well we did have logan up there so that was in logan you got it (laughs) yeah so and what do you remember from just being a mother or those early mother years I loved being a mom. I have loved it, but I dealt with postpartum. Oh. And so it was, and, and I'm such a happy person. So I remember watching the movie that they have you watch before leaving the hospital with Uh your new baby about postpartum. I was like, not going to happen to me. Like no chance. I'm way too happy of a person. I see life so positively. Like that's not going to happen. And I think it was about four weeks after having Logan I was like, "Uh Oh, I've got a situation like this is not normal, you know? And so, yeah, I, um, but I got help, you know, it was, was it hard to reach out for help? Oh, for sure. So hard. Um, I don't know why there's such a stigma about it, but it was, I remember going into my doctor and I was so nervous to tell him like, I, I don't even want to like take care of my baby anymore. Like I just, I have no motives to, to do anything. And anyway, so I told my doctor and it was so hard because he said, well, the pioneers did it without medicine. Are you sure you need medicine? And like kind of questioned me, you know? And so, so then your life is kind of, you're wrecked at that point. Like, like all the fears of telling someone kind of, but then I was able to open up to Josh and uh, my mom and, you know, I had a support system that I finally felt comfortable opening up to. And they, they said, well, forget that doctor and go get medicine. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so. I mean, the list goes on the pioneers also, you know, there's just a list of things the pioneers did that, that we shouldn't have to do because of the pioneers. Yeah. Also, thank you. Pioneers. So. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> for so sure. With your next pregnancy, we're sort of, uh, like, I mean, was that a nerve wracking to wonder if it was going to come on again or? Totally. Yeah. In fact, we put some pre, like, I don't know. How do you say that? Like we pre thought about how that would look. Right. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I'm going to get on medicine a little sooner just so that I can enjoy the newborn stage and <laughs> I'm going to get yeah. sleep. Like I just, we had a plan in place. That's what I should say. Like hmm. a better plan. Yeah. So and did the it, second that one was go great. better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was way better. Yeah. He's there's something magic about having your baby though in the hospital. And I just, I have, I love every moment of that. Yeah. Like holding those babies for the first time is another testimony for me for sure. Nice. So you currently have three kids. So you're about at a quarter of the way there, right? Is that <laughs> No, 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 
<laughs> Not nice. we're we're good. Yes. Good. Well, they're great kids. So yeah, thanks. Yeah. I do remember when we had McKinley and we had loaded them all up in our car and they're all three in the back seat, you know, two car seats and little Logan in his booster. And I distinctly remember looking back and like, my family's complete. Like, it just was one of those that you hear about moments yeah. of like, yep, we're all here and, and it That's feels awesome. so good. Yeah. Awesome. So. Uh, anything else worth mentioning just about your, I mean, you're in the, the middle of it as far as the, the mother years, right? Of, of raising kids and now you got teenagers and, and, you know, you're figuring out each segment of that. Anything worth mentioning and all that? I think as a mom, just not losing yourself, you know, if I could tell, tell the moms, young moms and even teen moms, like, don't lose yourself, still have your hobbies, still try to grow yourself because your, your kids need that. Your kids need a growing mom alongside with them. So nice. Awesome. Um, so tell, so you, uh, what, what you've lived in various places. Uh, I know you came here from Arizona. How is it only Arizona that you've lived elsewhere? Yeah. Only Arizona. Yep. For about five years before. Was that an exciting move for you when that came up? Oh, I loved it so much. I, Arizona. I had always, I first visited Arizona when I was about 11, went to the Grand Canyon. And I just always felt in my heart, like, I want to move here someday. Like I want an adventure here. I love the heat. I loved just what Arizona had to offer as far as exploring and just, yeah. Yep. And always the, wanted the to live didn't in. bother you? Not at all. It's crazy. Yeah. hundred <laughs> degrees, like 110. I loved it. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Yep. Uh, was this, was it tough to move back then? So hard. Yeah. I'm still healing from it, to be <laughs> honest. If I'm completely honest, it's, it needed to happen. It was one of those things that you like, yeah, you can't, when things fall into place, you know, you're like, yeah, it's meant to be, but I, I just grew to love the people in Arizona and the heat. I was not excited about winter again, but (laughs) second winter in and I'm like, it's okay. It's not too bad. Well, we needed the Wagstaff family. So sorry, but we needed you here. Here you are. (laughs) And uh, we're grateful you're here. So (laughs) that's awesome. So tell the story about uh, when Josh was called as the Bishop. What do you remember from that? That was so cool. We were in Arizona. We had just done like a powerful creator type course where we kind of just a course to better yourself. And Uh we had just gotten out of the class and we're walking down um, a hallway. I can remember exactly where I could take everyone back to that exact place. And he's, he said the stake secretary just text and wants to meet with us soon and ward split had been talked of and we had had this this was funny the state president came over to our house like a month or two before and i was like he left and i'm like you're gonna you're gonna be the bishop like i just have a feeling like he said something like um we're so lucky that you moved here because we need you in this area and I was like, there it is. Like that hit me <laughs> like, okay, we, ha- yeah. there's a reason we needed to move from Arizona to Utah. So we're in the hallway and he says that, and 
we both just look at each other and we, we knew what was coming and, and the next step in our life. So it was very distinct impression of yeah. him. And then, so they just set up the appointment while you're at that retreat in Arizona. And then you came back and had the in-person appointment. You got it. Yeah. So it was, I think we were back a total of like 12 hours and then, oh, and wow. then they, they had us in. Nice. Yep. And then, yeah. uh, then the story goes that you, you all weren't in town when, when the call actually was made or when the split was made. Right. So they had to delay that. Right. I, I cannot even remember where we were, but yeah, we were out of town and the split was, was announced, but Josh hadn't, he wasn't called cause we were out of town. So we were going to do it the first week of the, the new ward. So uh-huh. yeah, we, we were kind of thrown in not only to the first Sunday of a new ward, but like, and your first week as Bishop, like let's, let's hit the ground running type of thing. So yeah, it was awesome. really cool. Yeah. It's awesome. been a really cool thing. Now tell me just about those beginning weeks um, of, of the ward of the Harbor ninth ward. Uh, and, and, you know, I want to mention that, you know, being a Bishop's wife is sort of a unofficial calling, right? I, I don't know. Do you feel that like that you're sort of have this, this role or, you know, that you're, that you're in, in the ward or. Definitely. Yeah. I, like I had said, I've done a lot of leadership roles, right? Like I've always kind of been, that's always, I've pride myself in that. And then all of a sudden he's the leader and I'm like, where do I've had a hard time figuring out where I fit in, to be honest, like what, what is my role? And I just recognize that it's to support him and to keep his, his, and also the ward council's goals around what the ward looks like. So that's, you know, creating a space of love and acceptance, like Josh's Bishop. How, what do I call him? <laughs> it's yeah. so tricky. You can you know. call him Josh. We understand. Okay. You got it. <laughs> um, just like his goals. So yeah, I, those first few weeks were super tricky because he had to call all new leadership. And so, um, it was tricky, but cool at the same time, because he took my opinions or just my, my influence or my inspiration Mm -hmm. for who those, those that he could work with to heart. Like we, I remember sitting down as a couple, like, we don't know any of these people really. I mean, we've Mm -hmm. only been in the ward for three months. And so sitting down and looking at it together was just, um, it was a really special time for us actually to realize that you can work together as a strong couple to like make sure a ward is, is led in, in a loving manner and, and with inspiration. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then there was, uh, uh somewhat of a, a vision put in place early on in the ward. Maybe talk us through that. What do you remember of that? Well, I think you should always, lead life intentionally. We, Josh and I have always felt that's very important. So when he got called, I, I had feelings around and him too, what a ward should be and what from our childhood, a good ward is. Right. And so I think we just, we talked about it together and then we on the fifth Sunday pulled the whole ward together. Like, what do you guys see it? Like, how do how do you see this going? And from that came 
evolved like a a plan, a mission plan for yeah. the Harbor Knight yeah. Ward. So that's cool. And then it continues to grow. And I mean, you, I bet it felt like, uh, oh, look, we're just this <laughs> small ward, and here we go, and now it's bursting at the seams again, right? It's crazy. We just we talk about that so often. Like that first Sunday, maybe you know, a hundred people, and mm-hmm. now we're just busting at the seams. It's great. (laughs) The energy has just been awesome though. Yeah. Big or small. Yeah. What would you say as far as how the ward could maybe best serve you and your family during this uh, time of service? Gosh, that's a good question, Kurt. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Too good. No, it's not. I think I'm just, there's just so many ways that you can help support the wife of a bishop that just thinking of them, right. I'll get texts like just thinking of you. I know Sundays are long, like just thanks for what you do. I remember when he was first called, I got a few texts personally, just like, we're so excited for you and and Josh. So I think just thinking of them, right. Like that's, that means a lot to me to, to be thought of. Cool. That's awesome. Um, anything else? Uh, what about uh, just outside of the, the, you know, your engagement with the, the war and whatnot? The, I mean, what defines you? What do you like to do when you have, because you talk about this concept of not losing yourself. So how, what do you do to make sure you don't lose yourself? I'll try everything at least once. I oh, love yeah. trying new things. So <laughs> like this last year, I started a garden for the first time and it just I loved learning how to garden and making canning salsa. Um, I don't know if this really helps me grow, but I love crime podcast. I'm there for oh, yeah. it. <laughs> so any podcast is, is fun. About murder. murder. Yes. yes. <laughs> Makes me feel better about myself. I'm like, at least you're not doing that. <laughs> um, and I think just being intentional of like, defining who Kira is, right? I think just reevaluating like, oh yeah, who do I want to be? What's my next goal? So just being that. So a good question, if somebody's listening to this in the ward and uh, you, they could come to you and ask some of your favorite uh, murder podcasts and uh, you, that would start all all sorts of conversation, right? I got their back. I got them. (laughs) There's the question. We'll let them uh, approach you and answer. That's great. Uh, any, other, any other hobbies or things you do or gardening, podcasting? Like it? I said, I'll try, I'll try anything right. once. I love hiking. I love pickleball. I'm pretty, pretty much. I, I do anything. Yeah. So what's one thing you've tried once that you thought that's enough? <laughs> Skiing. Skiing. I will never ski again. <laughs> never. <laughs> nice. How old were you when you first tried? I think I was, 11 or 12. And oh, okay. My dad's like, let's go to the black diamond. I'm like, so, so maybe that's part of it is he took me a little too quick, but yeah, maybe you got to ease into things a little bit, right? Yeah. That, that was a one and done for me for nice. sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, any other, I don't know. Maybe is there any other dynamic in your life? I, I don't know about to, to ask about or any story we missed or, um, Anything we missed before we wrap it up? Do we get it all? No, 
I think we got it all. That's okay. Kira for sure. All right. Yeah. There she is. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> the bishop's wife. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last question I have for you is if we were to get into a time machine and go a hundred years into the future and you got out and you could only share one message with your future posterity, what would it be? I love this question so much, by the way. Okay. And it would be, you got this. We say that to each other all the time, like through hygiene school, through um, school for Josh. If things got hard, we just say, you got this. And it's so simple, but it means so much. Like, just keep going. You got this in any aspect that you need in life. 